So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So, I want to talk about the reality of our situation. I'm not sure where this episode is headed to, but let me just start talking. A couple days ago, I discovered a ultimate reading list for human beings, and it has 180 books for all human beings to read. And as you guys know, I'm a really strong, I'm a really big fan of reality transurfing, and I know that book is very valuable. Hence why I'm reading it a second time. And when I saw that reading list, he wrote down an article before he even gave the reading list so that before the reading list was a couple pages of text and he was talking about different things and one of the things he said is that the first book you should read is reality transurfing so he's essentially saying the foundation to living life as a human being is transurfing so that's one thing and another thing is that he is probably 28 years old 30 years old and so he is 10 years ahead of me essentially at least 10 years ahead of me in life and he's read a lot. He's a very similar reader to me where he reads nonfiction self-improvement books is what it seems. Not even just self-improvement, but books to just grow as a human. And yeah. And I was reading through a couple of his, like I was reading around his website and not just the reading list, but other parts of the website, like his three-year-long trip, his road trip, where he basically went, started at the northernmost point of North America, and then ended at the southernmost point in South America. So he was, he was on a road trip for three years with his friends. So he knows how to live the good life is basically what I'm trying to say. And he wrote a book and he was actually reading many books throughout his life and just especially over the past eight years, let's say. And over the past eight years, he was reading a lot, growing a lot as a human, evolving a lot. And then also he went on that road trip and then he wrote a book, and that book is called Dancing When the Music Stops, I'm pretty sure is what it's called. And he basically said that book is the result of the past eight years of reading all these different books on this reading list and going on this road trip. Now, when I read his description of the book on his website... my perspective on life shifted a bit. He talked about, and let me give some context. I read through all of the 180 titles and on, and his thoughts and description about the books on his reading list. And there were probably 10, at least five, like around five to 10 books about extinction, global warming, and the state of the earth and where it's headed. Basically, 
many books on that list are saying that the world is dying right now and we only have a few decades left. So when I, all, all throughout my life, I've heard of global warming. I just scoffed, I, not, not scoffed, but I was just like, oh, that sucks. But I never really saw the impacts and I never really realized how it affected me. And then something changed in me yesterday where I actually, re I read through that reading list and on his list of essential reads for human beings were a bunch of books about the state of where the earth is headed. And for even more context, I'm working on basically escaping the game that we live in as a society. I'm basically working on getting out of the 40 hour work week and the nine to five job. And I'm basically working on freeing myself from all of the, everything about society. I'm basically trying to free myself from where I was headed, which was going to college, working a nine to five for the rest of my life living up to nothing, becoming nobody. And to bring it back to the reading list, his comments about the books were very astounding to me. They, he was saying so as a matter of factly that the world is dying in 2050 and we're all going to be gone, or at least it's going to be miserable. And he was saying that, and the reason why I believe it now is because I feel like the reason I believe it now is because he's not just saying it. He's saying, yeah, this is happening, but still live your life and still love life and still enjoy life. Like this is happening. Yes, but continue on with your happiness and just find the joy of life. And so that's another reason why that book though that reading list is going to be so valuable because it'll open up a lot of perspective to just new perspective about life because i've been shaped for seven my mind has been shaped for 17 years to basically stay in the concrete jungle that i live in and never go off and that's probably why i never really noticed global warming because I've lived in a concrete jungle all my life. I live in the suburbs. I live in the city. And I never really know what, I don't really know what I'm missing. I don't know what I'm losing when the earth dies. I don't know all the nature. I've never had a chance to actually experience nature in its entirety. And over the past couple, over the past couple of months during summer break, me and my friend would go to the park, which is just this one block chunk of grass in the middle of my town, just one block. So if you don't know what a block is, basically one city block of houses. So maybe 10, 15 houses just aligned next to each other and then this is just one block and it's two house two two so imagine 10 houses just aligned next to each other and then imagine that twice with an alley in between so that's one block is what i'm defining as a block right now and imagine no houses but that same area but just grass so it's not that big of a grass but us going there has started to shift our lives and change our lives. And that's just a tiny little bit of grass. And so I, and we were just, we're, we were in the grass, but our vision was full of houses and civilization and structure. So I've never really experienced true nature and just the jungle of the world. I never really experienced a jungle. I never experienced Antarctica. I've never experienced 
anywhere that is not civilized civilized so i never really had the human experience that humans have had over the past millennia and so that's what i'm trying to say even if i hope that the world doesn't die in 2050 but the fact that he said it as such a matter of fact like the statement it was just no nothing attributed to it. it he was just saying it like a normal conversation that kind of struck a chord in me and then it made me think that i'm spending hours every day sitting in my room sitting in class inside of a building disconnected from nature and in 30 years nature is going to be gone nature as we know it will be gone we're the last generation to experience the earth as we know it now i'm not qualified at all to speak on any of these anything about global warming because I haven't done any research about it. But I'm using this not as a sense of despair and sadness. I'm using it as a sense to help me push forward towards, towards where I want to be in life and push towards my goals and realize that I really am given a special opportunity in life because if I'm the last generation to experience the earth as we know it, I sure as heck don't want to waste it. So another key part that I want to speak on is a transurfer stays awake, is always aware. And in order to master outer intention you have to have awareness reduced importance and let go of the goal and awareness is a huge piece to transurfing and i believe that awareness is a huge piece to living life on your own accord and it's just a huge piece to living life because every time i fall asleep in my day which if you are new here, falling asleep, I refer to as just zoning out, losing presence, and immersing yourself in the game of life. So whenever someone has a temper tantrum, they are immersed in the game. And there's a lot of importance placed amongst whatever they're mad at. And they are asleep, essentially. So that's what I define as awareness, but that's one extreme. You can still just zone out whenever, if you've ever noticed, let's say in class, you just stare at something and then you just zone out. That's falling asleep as well. And if falling asleep can happen in the day to day where you're just in normal conversation and you just fall asleep. So a transurfer is aware and always awake. And if you're in, if let's just talk about our dreams. So when you're sleeping at nighttime and you're dreaming, things just happen to you. And that's because you're not aware. You're immersed in the game of a dream. And you're not aware that it's just a game. You're not aware that you can actually change things and control things. Not necessarily control, but you can choose what you want. What? No. Sorry, this is... Sorry, I was interrupted. But what I was saying is, imagine when you're sleeping and you're in a dream when you're actually asleep at nighttime. You're just... Things just happen to you. And you're kind of the victim of circumstance. Things just happen and you don't really get to choose what 
what happens in life and you kind of just are at the will of others in your dreams. Now, what if I were to tell you that that's exactly how it is in real life? And that's why people, that's why most of society work a nine to five. And that's why there's only a select few who achieve greatness. And it's because everyone is asleep and they're immersed in the game of life. And they don't understand that they can actually choose. But the way you can't just choose, you have to be awake to choose. You have to be vigilant. And that's, if you've ever heard of a lucid dream, that's essentially what it is. In a dream, if someone realizes that it's just a dream, they wake up in the dream and they're like, oh, it's just a dream. I can do whatever I want now. And then they're lucid. So then they, that's when they have a lot of awareness and a lot of vigilance. And then they basically get to live life of their own accord in the dream and they get to do whatever they want. They choose whatever they want. Now that's exactly how life is. Life is the same as a dream in that sense, except life is kind of like tar or resin or molasses where it's slow moving. If you've ever been lucid in a dream and you try to make something appear or you try to shift scenery or you try to fly, it all happens instantly. And that's because a dream is kind of like water. That's the texture. It's easily movable. Or let's just say a dream is like air. You can move through air at, at your will easily. And things manifest in a dream as easy as you move around in air. So outer intention has no friction, essentially. But then in real life, it's all the same properties, except it's not air that you're in. You're in tar or resin or molasses, some slow-moving substance. So things take a little bit longer to manifest into real life. That's why you can't instantly change you can't instantly summon an apple on your desk because it's where real life is like tar it's like moving around in a pile of tar it's slow moving dreaming is quick like move your hand in the air around right now it's quick there's no tension there's no resistance but imagine if you were to move your hand in, in water, there'd be a little bit more resistance. It wouldn't be as easy. Now imagine trying to move your hand in molasses. Have you heard of the term slow as molasses? Because molasses takes a long time to fall out of the jar. So it takes a lot longer. And in the first, remember the first rule of gaining outer intention, which I haven't even explained outer intention yet. Outer intention is basically the will to have. So it's basically allowing yourself to have something and then the world gets it for you. And this is what every, this is what all the people are doing that know how the world works. They use outer intention. Outer intention is basically achieving your letting your goals achieve themselves basically now i don't even understand what outer intention is and that's why i'm giving you such a vague explanation but i have a conceptual idea of what it is and i know how to enact it and it's activated through the heart the unity of the heart and mind so when your heart and when your soul and mind both want something and they agree that you want it then outer intention will be activated, but you have to be awake. And that's all there is to it. You have to be vigilant and awake and aware. That's the difference between me and Vadim Zellin. There's a lot of differences, but Vadim Zellin is awake. I don't know how much. Let's just say 90% of the day, 100% of the day. 
he is awake all the time, so he gets to choose. He's basically living life like a lucid dream in the sense that he gets to choose whatever he wants because he's awake at all times. Now, me, I'm awake 10% of the day, 5% of the day. I don't know. Maybe 50% of the day. I don't know. But it's definitely not enough to... It's enough to activate outer intention, but it's not enough to get where I want. Now, I'll get where I want, but it'll take a lot longer. And if you want to... Like, and even, let's just change, shift the theme. I'm talking about staying awake to achieve your goals. What about staying awake to live life? Because if everyone knows that once you fall asleep, you kind of just skip time and you kind of teleport to the next time where you're awake. That's how I feel at least. And so if you want to start living your life fully to its fullest, then stay awake all the time and that's another thing i want to talk about the reason why people fall asleep the reason why people fall asleep is because it's a defense mechanism you're trying to hide away from the harshness of reality people don't like reality and so they fall asleep to to protect themselves from that reality But what it actually is doing is reducing your influence on the world. And it's taking away your uh, your ability of choice. Let me get some water. So, this is all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Staying awake all day, realizing that it's just a game. Life is not all that. It's not the game that you think it is. And I'm just beginning on this journey. And... I'm starting to realize that there's so much more to life and there's so much more to learn. And that's why I've been talking about this reading list so much lately. It's because this is really the next part of my life, I believe. I believe that this is the next stage of reading. After I, before, a couple weeks ago, my plan for when I was finishing Transurfing was to read business books more, reread dot-com secrets, finish expert secrets, read The Lynchpin by Russell Brunson, and do all this stuff. But I know that the next stage is reading these books in the reading list. Because a lot of these books he was saying are unheard of no one knows about them and a lot of these books he's saying that you it's a you need to read it and i'm gonna i'm believing i'm believing him i'm trusting him on this he's done a good job selling me maybe i sold myself i don't know but there's something there is something to it and the last time i felt this i i just know that there is something to it. And I don't even remember the last time I felt this, but I know that I felt this before. I don't I can't put my finger to what. But with that said, let's switch topics to comfort zone. As you guys here, let me give you some context just in case you guys are uh, haven't heard. A couple weeks ago, I started expanding my comfort zone. I started out through emailing random businesses, local businesses. And then I started cold calling random businesses. And then and then once that got too easy, I started going in person to random businesses 
and talking to them. And I did this once a day for five days. And then on the fifth day, it became easy and it became comfortable. And it entered into my comfort zone. Now, my framework is it takes five days, once a day, every five days until it gets into your comfort zone. And the first day is 100% difficulty. It's 100% discomfort and you 100% don't want to do it. The second day is 50%. It becomes that much easier. And then the third day, 25%, that much easier. And then the fourth day, 10%. And then the fifth day, it's in your comfort zone. And so far, I've only tested it really with going in person to businesses. And now I'm testing it with cold approaching girls. So three weeks ago, probably I went to the mall for the first time. I think it was probably two and a half weeks ago. I don't know. It was on episode 20, I believe it was. And I went to the mall for the first time and cold approached girls my age and just asked for their numbers and talked to them. That was extremely uncomfortable. And then the second time last weekend, I think it was, we did the same thing. Me and my friend Franklin, we did the same thing and it was still uncomfortable, maybe 50 or 60%. Now we're going to go again tomorrow, which is Saturday, and we're going to go again on Sunday. And I'm going to try and figure out how to make it happen. This is this is one of another very important thing. And we did that, but we're also going to add another piece to it. I just read the other day in Transurfing that if you create a positive slide in your head, so a slide is something that you hold in your head that others are not. So, for example, if you're thinking, I'm ugly, and you just constantly repeat that in your head over and over again. No one else is thinking that because everyone else is just thinking about themselves. And if you want proof, just ask yourself, do you ever think about other people? No, you think about yourself. Or at least you think about how you yourself is. And then that slide affects your actions and then also affects just your thoughts too. So then, but you can flip it. You can have a positive slide to where you imagine yourself, you visualize yourself in the first person perspective, like it's in real life. You visualize yourself calmly, confidently talking to girls. That's actually my slide. Confidence around girls and comfortable around girls. And so I started that slide maybe two nights ago. And I'm planning on using it tomorrow. And let me explain. If you have that slide, it will slowly start to ingrain into your life until it dissolves. And then once it dissolves, it's in your life. And you are that slide. But that process is slow. And like I said, that slide affects your actions. So... You run that slide in your head and it starts to increase your comfort zone. And then you'll start to act like that slide slowly but surely. And then eventually you will take that slide into you and it will dissolve into you and it will become you. But there's a way you can quickly and effectively speed up the process. And it's to talk to strangers while running the slide. And it's because they don't have any impression on you. They've just met you. So if you run that slide, acting confidently and being who you are in that slide, living that slide out, then they will have that impression on you, of you. And then that slide will become quicker and quicker to ingrain into you. And so that's what we plan on on doing tomorrow when we go to the mall, we're going to run that slide of being confident and comfortable. And then we're going to talk to a bunch of random girls, strangers that we've never met before. 
And that will have a double effect. It will, that slide will materialize and it will be quicker to materialize, but we will also be practicing our comfort zone. So we're practicing in real life, in reality, but we're also practicing mentally. So it's a double effect. And tomorrow will be the third, and then on Sunday will be the fourth day that we do cold approach. So as you can imagine, we are getting closer to being comfortable around girls. And I actually experienced this this morning in my gym class. So if you, for context, if you guys didn't hear previous episodes in my gym class, I'm, I'm a senior in high school, by the way, in my gym class, we are in a class called adventure ed in a unit. Our unit right now that we're in is, is a kayaking unit. So we're in the pool. So we're in our pool attire, swimsuit shirtless, and it's a co-ed class. So the girls are in there too, in their swimsuits. And there's this one girl in my class that is cute. There's multiple girls, but there's this one girl in particular that's cute that I hadn't had the privilege to talk to until today. And then today we were talking and I was comfortable. I was calm and confident talking to her. And so that just shows me how much I've grown because if I had that same situation two or four weeks ago, I definitely would not have been so comfortable and calm and confident. And that situation would not have played out so well. Because it's also another thing. There's a mental aspect to this. It's that... I'm trying to say this humbly, and I'm just giving context, but this is how I speak to myself. When I'm, al- when I'm alone, I just speak to myself. I'm like, I'm jacked. I can do whatever I want. And I just say that to myself in response to whenever I feel insecure about certain things. For example, I felt insecure that I went commando. And I wasn't wearing underwear, but I was wearing shorts. And I was like, I'm jacked. I can do whatever I want. And then this is just self-talk that I talk to myself. And it's completely positive. It's entirely constructive. There's no toxic around it. And then and then the, another way that I talk to myself is, but I don't talk to myself this way. I just remind myself that this is what I'm working towards and this is what I need to fix. And it's that I'm jacked. I shouldn't be in, uh, uncomfortable in social situations. I shouldn't be nervous around girls. I shouldn't be not confident. I should be confident. I'm jacked. I deserve more. I need more. And so that pushes me because I'm thinking, man, This is embarrassing how I'm nervous around girls. This is embarrassing how I'm nervous in social situations. And I'm still like this today. I'm still nervous around girls. I'm still embarrassed in social situations. And so this pushes me to do the hard things that are required to get to that point to where I'm no longer nervous around girls and I'm confident and I'm no longer nervous in social situations. But you got to make sure that you do it entirely constructive because a lot of the times self-talk can go on its own and go off on its own tangent and become toxic and be to your detriment. And that when that happens, that's when you fall asleep. You have to be awake and conscious and present when you're doing self-talk or else a lot of the times it can go off to the negative and once you once you realize and you're attuned to that and you realize that oh this is negative just note that it happened and just switch immediately switch 
to a more positive or just immediately clear your mind. Don't beat yourself up that you failed. Because let me tell you another story. Maybe a month ago, I was, I started being present and I started learning about this thing. Actually, I learned a long time ago, but maybe five months ago is when I started actually learning about transurfing. But a couple months ago is when I actually started applying being present and actually realizing that being awake is the next thing that I need to focus on and actually focusing on it. So let's say a month ago, I started waking up in life. So I woke up five times. That means I woke up from my sleep five times in a day. And then today, let's talk about four days ago, because this is when I was, I'll talk about this from the perspective of four days ago. Four days ago, I would wake up maybe 40 times per day. And now I interpreted that as me falling down and me failing because I realized that I was waking up from my sleep way more. So I, a month ago, I was only waking up five times. So that means that I interpreted it as it meaning I was, I only needed to wake up five times per day. So I was only asleep five times per day. That's what I was interpreting it as. I was asleep five times per day. But then four days ago, after all that progress of getting better, I was wake, I was asleep 40 times per day. And I was waking up 40 times per day. That's what I interpreted it as, that I was f- asleep 40 times per day. So I saw that as negative. I saw that as a downhill growth. I saw that as the opposite of growth, me failing. But then I came to the epiphany the other day that it's not actually like that. It's a month ago I was awake. I only had the opportunity to wake up five times per day. But four days ago, I had the opportunity to wake up 40 times per day. So I was up eight times more than I was a month ago. And that is growth. And then once I realized that, my mood in the day immediately shifted. It was actually crazy because the whole morning I was down and I was just going through the motions of the day. And I was asleep a lot of the day because of my low mood. But then once I realized that I was interpreting the whole thing absolutely wrong, my mood shifted just like that, just in an instant. And then I had a positive out, outlook into life and I was positive. I had a positive mood. So w- when you start, and this is one of the things that I started being conscious of after that experience. I started every single time I wake up, I would be I would always interpret it as good. I wouldn't interpret it as I failed because that's that was the negative mindset I had a couple week a couple days ago actually. I would always interpret me waking up as a failure because that meant that I was asleep before. But now I shifted my mindset and now I always interpret me waking up as good because I woke up. So that alone is good. Before I was interpreting the fact that I was asleep, but now I disregard that. I know that I was asleep and I know I have work to do, but I always interpret the fact that I woke up as good because that means my inner guardian was working and it was vigilant. So that's another tip for staying present and staying awake in life. Always interpret Always, always, always interpret waking up as good. If you wake up in any situation, it's good. Even if you're asleep the entire day, 12 hours long, and you only wake up once in that day, that's good. Now, it's 
It's not good that you were asleep 12 hours, but it's good that you woke up. Always interpret it as good. And then if you were asleep for 12 hours straight, you got some work to do. Just know that. It's all about your mindset. Everything in life, every self-improvement thing is all about your mindset. That's why I'm focusing so hard on mindset. A couple months ago, maybe five months ago, I bought Reality Transurfing in March of 2023. And right now is August of 2023. I bought Reality Transurfing because I knew at that point I was focusing on my physical, my health, and I was focusing on my conditioning, my weights, my physique. I was focusing on all these physical aspects. My body was in very good shape. I was healthy, all of that. But I knew that my mind was not as good and I didn't pay enough attention to my mind. So then I slowly but surely started to learn more about my mind. And it took me five months to get to this point. And to be honest, I didn't actually start getting results and getting progress until the past maybe month or two. So it's a long journey, but it doesn't have to be. Maybe it does. I don't know. But just know that it'll, it'll take a little bit. And I'm not sure if that's the best advice to give, but it's just, just what I'm thinking at the moment. Let me get some water. So I want to talk about reading. As I was talking about earlier in this episode, the next stage in my life will be unlocked through reading. And that's because this guy had had lived eight years and written all of these experiences and all of this knowledge from he got from eight years worth of reading and living life in one book. And all of these other books are knowledge that these people have lived throughout their lives. So reading really, so think about it like this. If you're in a, a situation that, that you're not happy about, that's because, so for example, for me right now, I'm happy about this situation I'm in, but if I could go back, I would change it for the better. So let me explain what I mean by that. For I'm 17 years old right now. For the past 17 years, I've been molded and my brain has been molded and my life as a result has been molded because your thoughts and your thinking affect your actions. So the society has molded my brain now we all get to choose what we want in life. So we choose where, where we get in life, but to be able to choose, you have to actually choose. And what society does is it molds your brain to where you choose worse. You choose less, you choose not good. And so for the past 17 years of my life, and still to this day, society is molding my brain to its benefit, not to mine. Society is molding my brain to hold me down, to keep me back, to keep me down. And now that I've become conscious of this, I, I'm going on this journey to reshape my brain and shape it to how I want and shape it to allow me to achieve whatever I want. Now this won't take, this won't, this will take a long time. This won't be an easy, uh, this will not be a quick process. And I started doing it maybe five months ago and I'm starting consciously doing it right now. Because I know that transurfing 
is the foundation to what I need to what I need to live the human experience, the ultimate human experience. And then all these 180 books are the castle on top of this amazing, strong foundation that I'm building. So that's why I'm finishing reality transferring the second time while studying it. And then I'm getting right into these books because reading shifts your brain, reading molds your brain. This is already a known thing. Your subconscious takes that stuff in and then helps you make better decisions. And it actually shifts your worldview. Transurfing, reading Transurfing shifted my worldview. So now I make better decisions and now I'm able to make better decisions. And I just have a beginner worldview. My worldview is still mostly 17 years of society's conditioning. So now in the upcoming future, in the next, over the next year or two, I'll be reading these books and reshifting my brain, reshifting my worldview, my mindset. And it will change me. It will slowly but surely change me. If you look at me now and then you compare me to one year from now, you will see the difference. But if you look at me now and then look at me tomorrow, you may be able to see the difference, but it will be minor. There will be barely anything. You probably won't even be able to see the difference. That's what it is. It's over the long term. And one year is not even that long. It's just reading. And plus, I will still be living my life. Because I don't look at my phone anymore. I don't spend time on my phone. I don't waste my time anymore. I used to spend hours every day on my phone, wasting away. Now I don't spend any time on my phone, and now I spend hours every day reading. That's not a waste. And I want to talk about the unity of the heart and mind that I touched on earlier. That's, that's one of the, that's how you use outer intention at your will, by unifying your heart and mind. So if your heart agrees and your mind agrees on something, that will come true. But in order to, for your mind to agree on something, it has to fit into its worldview. So your heart can agree that you can make an apple appear, or your heart can agree that you can move that pen on your desk to the side without touching it. But your mind will definitely not agree because that's not in its worldview. Your mind knows, your mind thinks that that's not possible because its worldview of 17 years, I'm just using 17 year old as an example like myself, your, its worldview of 17 years says that it's not possible. You have to actually pick it up and move it with your, your hands if, it want, if you want to move it. Your heart could agree that your heart could know that it's possible but your mind does not. And so that's another reason why I want to read because reading changes your worldview and adds things in. If you read all about how doing the impossible is possible, then that will slowly but surely be incorporated into your worldview. And then you will begin after a while, you will begin to believe in that stuff. So then your, you will be able to get your mind to agree. So your heart will agree that you can move that pen to the side. Right now your mind cannot. But in a year, in two years, in ten years, your mind will agree. Finally, after all of this change of your worldview, your mind will agree that you can move it. And then it will move. And this, I was just using the pen as an example, but this is so much deeper than just a pen. This is all about getting what you want in life, choosing your lot in life. This is all about living of your own accord. This is all about doing what you want, living life. Do you want life 
to live without you or do you want to live with life? Because right now, most people are kind of just strolling by. But you need to, but if you want, if you know there's more, if you know there's more to the world and there's more for you out there, you need to start waking up and you need to change your worldview, start shaping it. And it will not be easy. You need to cut off all of your electronics. And I hope I'm not scaring you. You need to cut off your phone. Don't, don't, you don't need to cut off everything and you don't need to do it abruptly. Just slowly but surely. It took, I, when I first got into reading, I was still using my phone. I was still watching YouTube, but I was reading. And then I realized that I wanted more time to read. I wanted, and then slowly but surely, I was making tiny little changes over time. Unconsciously, I was not conscious about most of this stuff. And I didn't realize how it all was connected. But then slowly but surely, eventually, I cut out my phone. And then I, I still haven't cut out my phone. I still use it every once in a while, but I'm only using it at most once a day. I don't bring it to school anymore. I leave it in my basement all the time. And just this stuff won't happen instantly. You have to slowly but surely change things. And this is something I have to keep reminding myself as well. Because I'm still on the grow, I'm still on the journey with you guys. I still want to grow. I still am striving for growth. I may or may not be ahead of you or behind you. But the thing I'm trying to say is that you have to have patience and it, it does not come instantly. Let me get some water. So I started reading a book called The Alchemist and I'm I'm reading it for multiple reasons. One is because I've had a desire to read this over the course of a couple months, but I never wanted to because it was fiction and I just wanted to focus on nonfiction. But this re and I also wanted to read it because it was on Hamza's reading list. But the reason why I am reading it is because I have to read a book for 20 minutes a, a day, two times a week. We get reading time in my class for English two times a week. So I am taking advantage of that. I'm not reading Transurfing during that because I want to have focus and I don't want to be distracted while I'm reading it. I just want to read Transurfing at full focus. And I'm not reading Expert Secrets for the same reason. So that just leaves... Well, I also am reading The Alchemist because my teacher is requiring a novel. So I'm doing that. And yeah. I actually think that this book will be good for me because so far I've seen some pretty good pieces of knowledge and pieces of wisdom from it. One of the things that I learned about in it was the most extraordinary things in life are always the simple things. Now I may be butchering that quote, but in the beginning, the first, I believe it was page 22 on the book when he was talking to the fortune teller woman or the dream, the dream meeting woman, he was meeting with a woman, an old woman who could interpret dreams because he had a, a reoccurring dream. And the dream was about the Egyptian temples. So in the beginning of the dream, he was at his home, which he doesn't, he was actually at a, um, let me give some context first. He, he is a shepherd 
So he travels around with his flock of sheep. So in the dream, he was in a prairie with his sheep and a kid started playing with the sheep. And then the kid grabbed him by his hand and took him to the Egyptian temples or the Egyptian pyramids. And when I read that, I immediately thought of the fourth or fifth book on the reading list, which is about the Egyptian pyramids. So I'm really excited to read about those. But I also remembered Outer Intention and how they built the pyramids through Outer Intention. But he took him to the pyramid. And I'm pretty sure he said there's a treasure waiting for you or something like that. And that was the end of the dream. He never, he woke up before the dream ended every time. So when he went to this woman to interpret his dream, the woman basically said, this dream means that you need to go to Egypt and go get the treasure. And he was mad because he wanted an actual interpretation because he thought there was more to it. Now, I'm just in the beginning, so I don't know what happens. I just finished reading that part. But the woman said, it's always the simplest things in life that are the most extraordinary or some variation of that phrase. And that really made me realize that that is true because nature is simple, but it's the most extraordinary thing ever. And I don't know anything about it. I've never, I never got, I never really got to experience true nature. And to be honest, I never really had a longing for it until recently especially recently when I realized that it's going to be gone soon. So now I have a longing to experience nature. That's not a, and that's another motivational factor. So this is, this is another thing that I've been, another slide that I've been running, trying to get better at podcasting. I have a slide where I imagine myself knowing exactly what to talk about and exactly what to say, exactly when to say it, exactly how to say it. And I don't really run that slide very often, but that is one of the things that I've been thinking about. And I'm on episode 37. I've recorded 38 episodes that I've posted. And I've recorded 14 episodes that I haven't posted before I started recording. So I rec I've been recording every day for the past 51 days. So I've been practicing every day for the past 51 days. And I've recorded 51 episodes. No, 52. 52 days, 52 episodes. So that's honestly 52 days, very good practice. And I didn't actually start, rec I didn't actually start doing one hour long episodes until episode 15. So it's been 22. I probably have 30 to 40 hours of practice on podcasting. So right now I'm at 30 to 40 hours of practice. Probably even less, to be honest, maybe 30 hours. Which is not that much. 30 hours over 51 days. Honestly, I'm on episode 30, 37. I'm really looking forward to I'm on I'm really happy with my growth. Things are looking good. Future's looking great. The world is taking care of me.
to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.